Breathe a New Life podcast, discovering and rediscovering new metal, past, present, and future. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm the other host, Jeremy. And this week, we're going to start off with some actually pretty awesome news for us. Uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the year, uh, you know, December 2020, whatever, to 2022, Reddit.com, uh, for anybody that knows or doesn't know that website or has found out about us through that website, you know, it's a social, it's a, you know, content aggregator type website, social media type website. And they have what they call subreddits, which is like different forums or categories for people to discuss stuff, uh, you know, whatever topic of discussion there. And on that subreddit, um, they have r slash new metal, which is that subreddit. And on that subreddit there, they had a top list of, you know, for the year of 2022, you know, they'd have the like top new metal album of 2022, top new metal band, such and such. And they had a voting for top podcast of 2022 in new metal. On that list was a bunch of different, ba- or a bunch of different podcasts, including us. So for the top five lists, there was tied for basically first, even though it says one and two, but for people who don't know Reddit, kind of when they make lists on that website, it kind of comes out kind of funny, but top tied one is the New Breed Cup podcast and the Roach Coach podcast. Underneath that was, uh, shit, what was the third one? Life was peachy. <laughs> oh yeah, Life was peachy. Yeah, the Life was peachy podcast got voted number three, but mm-hmm. number four on the list would be us breathing new yeah. life we got number four <laughs> out of the top five which is honestly it's i don't give a shit that we're not top one we're not really trying that hard but to be honest to be in that list is, is great because just to have some i guess recognition and some notoriety there is, is, is it's awesome you know just i don't know how to put it yeah you know i i know a lot probably a lot of it had to do with people who saw our facebook post and was out there voting for us. Uh, anybody else on Reddit that voted for us in there, in the um, uh, the link to that uh, that we gave out to that mm-hmm. to that page before the voting. I don't know how how do I put this. I I don't know how we really truly match up to other podcasts, you know, and the listenerships and all that stuff. But to be honest, like to get some to get it out there and to be seen in that list, just you know, hopefully more people have been able to check us out and listen to us and anything like that because honestly we could we'd really like to have more people hearing us and everything like that i mean grant jeremy and i do this for fun we're not like even sponsored or anything like that right we would love to just get more people to listen to us and and honestly get more people to interact with us we, we're always big on that because the more that jeremy and i can find to talk about for you guys that you want to hear about that we can do episodes on the, the, the better it is for us because that's Jeremy and I can only you know kind of bounce ideas off of just each other for so much but we really want to find things that other people want to talk about or hear about that we would love to do topics on 
So mm-hmm. hopefully we get, you know, a few more people listening to us, a few more people interacting with us and checking us out. And, you know, honestly, like I said, the feedback and uh, any kind of input would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, yeah, we, we definitely appreciate everybody voting and also just, you know, checking in and listening to episodes, um, you know, Tom, towards the end of the year, whether it be people I meet um, just like friends of mine in person or online. The cool part was that, you know, late in the year, they're like, oh, I just I just heard about the podcast. I started listening. So I started listening back, which is even cooler. So like even if people are starting to catch on later they're going back to check all of our other episodes. So that's definitely much appreciated. And also just to kind of, you know, be in the top five and, and finishing, you know, third, fourth, however you want to look at it with the top two being tied for first. Um, that was just our, our first year. You know, that was year one and this is now year two. So us being still kind of, you know, getting our feet well with everything. Um, it was definitely appreciated um, and it was nice. So uh, just continuing to do this, and this year should uh, be a lot of fun, and and we're gonna see where it goes from there. Yeah, I, I although I feel a little bit embarrassed because of the quality of our first of our early episodes, and I was really getting my how do I put this? Getting to learn how to do a lot of the editing at first. I'm like the early episodes, I like the the quality isn't quite there, and the editing is a bit choppy and robotic. I really didn't, uh, I really didn't know as much as I did in those first few episodes as I do now. And I think our episodes come out a lot better. So hopefully people who check us out from the beginning kind of still give us a chance because uh, those right. episodes weren't, <laughs> weren't quite up to par, but I really think uh, I've worked hard on improving the quality of the episodes and audio quality and everything like that since then. So, I yeah. mean, we've had a few, what do I want to call them? Growing pains? Yeah, growing pains and like a few episodes where the recordings didn't come out the best and I had to sit there and try and doctor it up as best as I could. It was, it was especially as it was one of the ones with like the interview with 13 didn't come out as, as best as I would have liked, but you, you got to work with what you got. And you know, we're, we're not people with like studio quality equipment or anything like that. I'm doing this on a freaking laptop that I, you know, I bought and everything like that, which is one of the greatest things about podcasting in general is how easy you can do this with what you have. but the For same sure. time, it's not, you can't truly expect such high quality, high level production quality out of these scenes as at the same time. So you got to do what you can with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, so we done talking about that for right now? Yeah. Yeah. No? I just, uh, oh, wait, just hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, I wanted to give a, you know, a little bit of um, put out there the other podcast from the new metal subreddit that where it's nominated. We have a Bacho Death Trip, which actually got fifth place in the top five podcast list. Which, you know, congratulations to them as well. POD Cast, Days of the New, New Disc Colony, Change in the House of Pods, NMA, The New Middle Agenda, which is hosted by Holiday Kirk, which some of you know people might have heard us uh, talk about. And also we were, the funny thing is that was the person that got deleted. That. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the, yeah, that was the person who made that list that we were supposed to make, that we made an episode of where we lost those recordings and we have to somehow <laughs> sometime in the future, go back and go and make right. a re-recording of that episode. We'll go back <laughs> to that eventually. Yeah. Um, and they also was nominated was talk to me, which is hosted by Josh Toomey, who is a former bassist for primer 55. 
I don't think he was ever on any of their recordings. I think he was, he kind of joined up, you know, after their second album, uh, their bass yeah. is left after their second album, but he actually is quite involved with, uh, some new metal stuff. Uh, he gets a lot of new metal guests and he works for not fast. He has his, so, you know, Slipknot's, um, whatever podcasting network, I would say. And yeah. he's also, um, good friends with the Roach Coach podcast. He actually recently did a guest spot on their podcast on a recent episode for them because their third host, uh, Jenny, had left the show. She's not going to be a regular you know, host there anymore. So they've been getting some different uh, guest, guest hosts there as well for different albums that they're reviewing on that, on that podcast. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to us and everybody else. Top podcast of the, of the year for 2022, and we are number four, and we're proud of that. However we got it, we're very proud of that. Very Yeah, absolutely. Feels, feels good to be uh, noticed, recognized, appreciated, and definitely that, that comes back to you guys tenfold. You know, we, we definitely appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, but moving on, uh, first topic of the year. Uh, I was kind of talking to Tom through the holidays, and it's about a week or so ago. We're trying to think of what are we going to do for our first episode, and I love doing these album reviews. We've done a couple, and the album that was just stuck in my head, and I don't know why. It's just sometimes when I kind of have just time just to kind of let my brain just think about whatever and whatever. I always have like tunes in my head and I kept having songs from Il Nino's Revolution Revolution. And I was like, Tom, I want to, I just, I want to revisit this one because it's just such a damn good album and uh, you're on board. So I was like, all right, let's, let's go ahead and dive into this. We're going to discuss a little bit about El Nino, touch on their background, uh, just in case if anybody hasn't heard of them or, or, or not as familiar and we'll dive a little bit into the album that really kind of um, got Il Nino out in the forefront and uh, the rest is history for that band. But with me speaking about, for those who don't know Il Nino, I was just talking to Tom before we were recording. And I was on, I'm always on these new metal groups, as I'm sure you guys have heard from previous episodes I talk about on Facebook. I'm on like, man, six, seven different new metal uh, pages. There was a kid that literally last night, posted on there going il nino ofmg and i had to respond and i was like dude wait 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 you mean to tell me that you have never heard of el nino until just now and he responded he's saying yes this is just the first time i've ever heard of them they're freaking amazing and i was like yeah man yeah they're pretty good uh late to the party but welcome and i was like yeah revolution revolution like that is my favorite one uh, they have several killer albums after that but like nothing's touched it since and he was saying like, yeah, that was the one that I first got onto. And he's like, I'm hooked. I've been listening to it for hours. And I was like, yeah, my, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's it's that good. But <laughs> but uh, let, let's go ahead and just dive in and, and give a little bit of background of who Il Nino is. Uh, the band was formed in Union, New Jersey in 1998 by drummer and percussionist Dave Chivari. Uh, he was a former member of the band Propane. And the idea of the band began when Shivarvi was touring as an interim member of uh, Soulfly, Max Cavalera's band. And once that tour of duty, once he had those run of shows, when he finished that up, he returned home, reached out to his guys, uh, Mark Rizzo, Christian Machado, and he had this idea of forming an original band. And to quote Shivari, he said that the idea is to be as heavy as possible and as melodic as possible with a Latin twist. And the other members, uh, they, they, they 
pretty much rounded out the whole group. And uh, next thing you know, they were getting some radio play. Uh, I believe they were getting really heavy play somewhere in um, some college radio stations in New York. They started to gig he- heavily. They were open up for like Kitty, Soulfly, Snapcase. Uh, they even had a co-headlining set at a March Metal Meltdown Festival in New Jersey. The thing was he had to put, Shivari had to put the whole idea on hold. So, he, you know, they were building some steam. And then he had to take some time off because he was taking over Roy Mayoga's duty in Soulfly. And, and he went back on tour with them. And uh, that was for about two months or so. And so when he came back, decided to reform his old band. He had most of basically it was just Machado and Mark Rizzo. And then he added a couple of new guys. And here's the interesting thing. And I'm not sure if you knew this, Tom, but when, he, when Chris Machado initially joined El Nino, he was a bass player. He wasn't even their vocalist. And it was at this point in time where they switched him from bass to vocals. Did, did you ever know about that little tidbit? Yeah, I've heard that he was originally their bassist and everything like that and took over the vocals. But I'm mm. pretty sure he took over vocals before they recorded their first album. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so they had an EP. So they had two EPs. It was the EP before they got signed onto uh, Roadrunner. So initially they were, they were always like... El Nino, but it was spelled E L, like the storm, and then they changed it like to actual, Il. yeah, right. Well, that's the yeah. actual proper Spanish way of saying it. Exactly. Changing it to, yeah, but El Nino to me, it's like more metal. It it just it just looks cooler. It sounds better. It pretty much it pretty much translates to like sick boy, you know, like that. I mean, especially when you're talking like nineties slang and all that stuff. So saying something sick, you know, you're a sick mm-hmm. boy. Which I know yeah. now it sounds like, well, especially in COVID, in these past COVID times, like <laughs> being called a sick boy, probably not as nice as as it was back in the late '90s. So, yeah. So, so, so they changed their name to Il Nino after being signed by Roadrunner Records, and uh, the rest is history for that. But uh, again, yeah, I, I kind of preferred the the spelling, the the sound of it uh, looks just so much better that way. But uh, yeah, they're, like they're known for you know interchanging their English and Spanish uh, lyrics. And they, they, they do. They, they, they put a Latin twist on it. I, I think that Shavari especially... I'm sorry? Spanglish, they used to oh, call Spanglish. it. Spanglish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they used to call that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they just mix everything really well together. Shavari, I think, I think they hit it on the nose with this album. It was just, just really well done. So I, I think whatever they were accomplishing to do, and, and they have, you know, with, with every other subsequent album, for the first full length under a major record label, uh, they hit it out of the park with this one, in my in my opinion. Um, but real quick, facts on the album of Revolution Revolution. Uh, they, it was released on Roadrunner Records on September eighth, two thousand one, and I think to date, which is a little bit surprising, September eighth or Sept- September eighth, or oh, you September have September eighth. I yeah, uh, uh, September eighteenth. Excuse me. Yeah, September eighteenth, two thousand one. And here was a here was a stat that I saw. It sold over three hundred and seventy five thousand copies. I don't know if that's to date because I find that very hard to believe. That's a quite a low number. Um, so I don't know if it's within like the first year or so. But as far as another fact on the album, it is the only album to feature Mark Rizzo, like full featured out or full length album to feature Mark Rizzo. Because then in two thousand three, he ended up leaving Soulfly. So there's a lot of connections here between, as you see. Il Nino and Soulfly. And then, of course, it's the first album where, like I said, Christian Machado, he took over his vocals. 
because uh, during their self-title, actually, yeah, because during their self-title EP, he was their bassist. So yeah, I'm sorry, this was, I believe this was the first time that he was their vocalist. So he kind of came in, which it's kind of interesting. I'm wondering like where his headspace was at because, you know, playing guitar, bass is one thing and then going to vocals and just kind of being in the forefront. I, I wonder, I wonder how the transition that was for him. And then, of course, if, if anybody that is familiar with this album, probably the first song that you heard, it was that single, What Comes Around. That was their main hit. Uh, got decent amount of airplay, a lot of um, MTV mu- music video rotation when they were playing music videos. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid album. It's, we're talking about you know 13 songs. You know, I, I, I was writing down in our scripts uh, for Tom and I, all right, like, let's write down our, our favorite songs and like how like I, I don't think you could really rank them really, but to me it's like that was the hardest thing for me, man, is because just from the get-go, when you start off with the song God Save Us, all the way until the end to where they even have uh the nice like ballady acoustic with you to finish it off. I, I I've it's one of those albums where I don't really feel a need to skip any of these tracks. Like, I mean, do you kind of feel the same with this album? I don't think there's no, I, I I guess you're right. Don't really need to skip any tracks, but there's not all those songs that are like really that strong compared to you know some. We're gonna go over some of our favorite picks here soon, but uh, overall, good album. Yes, overall, definitely mm-hmm. an album just worth listening to. There's so many great tracks on it. Some though that are to me like I guess I don't really care for as much as others. I'm not saying they're bad. I know I'm not trying to just be like a positive always positive about these things like i thought like sometimes i sound like i don't i'm not critical enough some of the things i say but i truly believe that like this album is overall a good album to check out so yeah good album front to back worth checking out especially their being their first national release and everything so yeah yeah and and it's funny because you know looking at what you and i have put down i was trying to like i i had close to Let's see here. I'm counting what two, what's it? One, two, three, four. I had five. You had two, four, six. Yeah. I, I almost had about six or seven and that's pretty much almost like half the album. And I was like, okay, Jeremy, like you gotta, you gotta whittle it down, man. Like, you know, you gotta do five, but yeah, I, I love that that you have six down here too. And it looks like we are pretty much, yeah, we, we like the same, like our top songs on the album. It's, it's pretty, pretty close. And three, we have four of the same songs that are our favorites from this album. You and I yeah. picked out four of the same ones. And, and, and the one that I dropped off, it's also on your list. So count that as well. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Dude. Five. Yeah. So, that, so I'm pretty like, sure that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like a third of the album that, you know, you and I definitely agree on. Oh, yeah. 100%, dude. Uh, yeah. And, and just to start off, like we're saying, like, you know, with God Save Us. Now, mind you. That was the fun part of back in the day when you heard a radio single or you saw something on on TV, you had no idea how the rest of the album sounds like to where now, you know, album drops off or drops or comes out. I'm saying drops out. Whenever an album drops and you can just go to Spotify, you can listen front to back. And then if you want to buy the hard copy, that's, you know, whatever. But it's like you can hear it all at once to where you only hear that one song. So when you put in that CD back in the day, you have no idea what to expect. And, and a lot of times that was kind of a bad thing where you hear that hit song on the radio or see on MTV and the rest of the album blows. That's probably happened to all of us at some point in time back in the day. We're like, ah, oh, well, I want my 10 bucks back. <laughs> but with this album, I was just blown away because it comes off strong with God Save Us. It just 
it, it hits hard and it's heavy. And um, I, I would say it's like the perfect song to start off with this album. So what are your thoughts on God Saves Us? Oh, fucking awesome. Like, I mean, it really kicks, really kicks off the whole album. A just pretty kick-ass, higher energy rock song. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it. That's probably one of the great things about this album is having such a great opener. So, yeah, it, it, it doesn't start off with like, like, like super just in your face. It does have a little bit of build up with that electronic sample in the, in the beginning. So, yeah. and then, then it kicks into the rhythm and everything like that. And just really well done. And, but very, very like, like that turn of the millennium style of production as well. But it was well done. I mean, think about this, uh, albums like the sickness, you know, from disturbed and how that album starts off. It got that build up like it's got you know that build up before it really kicks into the song and and revolution is another example of that so we got great kickoff there for that album yeah and 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 i think it's really important to to have songs set in a certain sequence on an album uh because i i think it does kind of make the album better. It, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I don't know if you necessarily agree with that, that sentiment or not, but to me, it's just, if you place them in the right order, it just makes a better listen front to back, I think, because yeah, like if you have, it's all about like, you know, tempo, mood, you know, like you always want to come off strong. You always want that opener. It doesn't have to be like your number one or, or your hit, but it's gotta be something, you know? Uh, I did not hear anything you just said, sadly. Um, I think my oh, Wi-Fi okay. like disconnected and reconnected here, so sorry about that. Few technical difficulties. We're back. Hey, that's that's how you start off the year, right? No. <laughs> um, so uh, what I was about to say, and we'll kind of hopefully figure out that you know throughout all the editing and everything. I was just talking to Tom hey, about this, this. This is what you should expect from the fourth best new metal podcast of 2022. You damn right. <laughs> yep, exactly. You wanted the best. You got the fourth. Yeah, you got the fourth. Deal with it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to this album. And we're just talking about God Save Us and how that's such a great opening track. And I was just expanding upon that uh, with Tom saying that the sequencing of your songs on an album, I feel, is so vital, uh, especially back when it was on just a hard copy, you know, like, like on a CD or a tape rather than just you can kind of randomize it online because it sets the tone. Uh, it is good to have a strong opener. It doesn't always necessarily need to be like your number one hit song, but just something that comes out strong, like you know it's going to grab listeners' attention And because as an artist, you don't want them just to listen to a few songs. You want to listen to all the songs. And I think that if the, the ordering of the album, it also helps set the mood, set the tone, and I think it just makes for more of a enjoyable listen front to back. And I think that the way that they sequence these tracks was done very well as far as like tempo, mood, heaviness, you know, melodic. It's just the way that they kind of took you on that journey from front to back uh, did an excellent job. But yeah, we were just agreeing that God Save Us definitely a, a killer of an opener. Um and then it just goes into the second song, which wasn't on my list, but I, I love that song as well. It almost made my personal list of favorite songs, uh, but it's on yours. And uh, if you still hate me where um, you can expand on this time, but I think that it's a perfect song that kind of just keep keep it going. Like, like it, it's almost like it doesn't give you a chance to breathe. They go right into it and just, they, they just keep it coming with that second track. 
Yeah, it doesn't really drop down in the energy of that album. That's a really good thing when it comes down to sequencing and production oh, yeah. there. The the energy was kept up and kind of just kept the flow going with that with that album. So it didn't really just hook you with one great opener. It, it kept going with that. And that's damn good sequencing there like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, And then from track two to track three... This was the one that was initially on my list, but I had to, I was forcing myself to whittle it down. We didn't have any rules on this because there are no rules. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. It was just my own personal thing. And again, I was like, Jeremy, you gotta, you gotta, you can't just name the whole damn album. You gotta just, you know, pick a few <laughs> out of this. Uh, but I love that. I mean, like I said, I like every song, but this, another solid one was unreal. So if you want to kind of talk about mm-hmm. that track, I, I think, I think that's another good one. That was another what was that kind of like a small hit and, and it had another music video? Was this another but would you say hit off this album? Yeah, I would say so because it was a um, there. It was a third single from the album, and it was actually yeah. their final single. They only really had three songs, uh, three singles from the album. I should say it had a music video, and uh, according to Wikipedia, I, I never saw the music video myself, but it looks like it was just a live performance video. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Not a not a production or anything, not a production uh, style video, but just live live performance. I like that song a lot, and it's a little bit slower, but I like the more melodics of it and everything like that. It was a little yeah. bit, I don't know, just uh, it's it's not a bad third song, and definitely not a bad single, especially for something that might get a little bit more radio play. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it, it's one of my regulars that I turn to on my favorite Indian or uh, my favorite tracks off of this album. Actually, it's really one of my favorite Nino songs too. Probably not in my top ten per se. Maybe well, maybe if it is, it'd be on the lower end. Mm-hmm. It's still one of my favorite tracks. Period. I turn to it a lot. I listen to it a lot. It's a it's a good song. I can I don't skip I don't skip it for any reason. Obviously, it was on my personal new metal playlist and everything like that. So yeah, great song from them. And then uh, for track five, and we're not going to touch on every single uh, track on here, just going to highlight the ones that Tom and I really like. Uh, the big one, obviously, would be What Comes Around. First time I remember hearing this was on the radio, which um, didn't really get a lot of play uh, when I was in Denver on KBPI. But, uh, and of course, it was slightly, um, and you know how radio would do songs. They, they would cut it for time. They would take out certain parts. But you definitely got the gist of what this song was. And it just kind of blew me away because just how heavy the guitars were. I mean, especially compared to like some other stuff that they play on the radio back in the day on quote unquote rock radio. Uh, it just it, it hit hard. But also, I just love the fact that the way and this is, I think, why I love the genre so much. There's so many bands that it just they, they interweave just super heavy in your face and then they can back off and come out with like a killer hook. You know, it's melodic and, and it pulls you in and then they're like, all right, you like that? All right, cool. And then we're going to go back to like punching you in the face. So. And and also for the fact with on this song, what comes around, I love like the little bridge where they kind of take a little detour and yeah, you know, he starts singing in Spanish. It's real chill to bring out like the acoustic guitars and it almost feels like you're listening to like a whole other song. And then right before they kind of get back into it, they just they come right back with that killer hook and then finish it off just with like a real like like just a heavy riff, like half like half of the heavy riff and, and then boom, that's it. Um, just a really well-constructed song is, is what I'm trying to say. So what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, what comes around? Uh, awesome song because it's very like, like Latin hip hop influence song. 
you know, you hear it, you hear that, that DJ scratch and all that stuff. It, it is very like very new metal. I mean, it's very like, you know, Latin version of corn or limp biscuit type of thing. Right. All those, yeah. all those same elements and all of the, that same song structure, what, uh, you know, song elements and whatnot. And then the music video for it. I mean, it, it couldn't be more like new metal. Otherwise in a lot of ways, the, the way that, the, I mean, you want to look at what, real like everyday new middle fashion was like i mean that's a great video to look at and see how everybody's dressed and all that stuff they got the, the dj and everything like that kicking off the the song it's it, it's a like very uh epitome uh, you know epitome of a new middle music video from the early 2000s there you know very mm-hmm. early um you know very early millennial type of type of thing there type of fashion and everything there yeah, for sure. I've I've always really dug their look too, especially during Revolution Revolution and Confession. It just just their whole style, their look. And and I try not to be one of those people where I I, I don't focus too much on that, but if I see something that I like visually, like I'm like, yeah, like they they nailed it with that. I always thought that was cool. And then it's so random, but and I always and I always bring it up is is the whole backpack with Mark Rizzo. You always see him with a backpack on, which I mean, I've played in bands and I, yeah, as a singer or sometimes, you know, you need a backpack with like gear or personal stuff. Like if I need a towel, like when I get off the stage, cause I'm so hot, but like when you're playing, you don't need a backpack, but at the same time, it's still cool. It just sticks out. I'm like, all right. You know, he does like, like, like these like windmill kicks while he's playing guitar backpack on the back. And I was like, it's different, but for some reason I just, I like this band so much. It plays for me. And, uh, it's, quick it's sight, of, you know, it's kind of like his gimmick, I would say, you know, or for sure. Like his. His signature, like, visual thing is, like, he's a guitarist with a backpack on while he's playing, you know? Yeah, it's almost like Brad from Linkin Park with his headphones when he plays back exactly. in the day. Yeah, which I thought that was cool, too. And uh, it's funny, like, little little sidetrack here. So I, I don't know if anybody knew, but El Nino broke up for a while, and then it became divided. And at one point in time, a couple years ago, there was two El Ninos. Now there's one. There's a whole, you know... It, it's kind of crazy, but now as of today, there is El Nino's back and Mark Rizzo's back with them. And I remember if somebody put on Facebook or, or on a on a article or something, they're like, hey, man, it's the backpack coming back. He's like, yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, dude, <laughs> which is so stupid. But I'm like, I was like, that, you know, because it it's nostalgia, man. It brings me back. And uh, I really like that. But uh, everything you said about, you know, the music video and and. You know, and just the epitome of a new metal song, new metal look. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it, it definitely, I would say, if you're introducing someone to new metal for the first time, this song, that music video, that definitely is in the mix with the corn Limp Biscuit. I'm, I'm right there with you, Tom, on that. So the next track after uh, what comes around was on my list was Liar. Uh, this was definitely one of my top ones uh, ever since I first was listening to this album, where it just comes out real like somewhat slow and melodic and then and then it just goes right into it hits hard uh but that's just the theme of a lot of these songs they just they kind of have its peaks and valleys and i'm not saying like good and bad but just more of like tempo feel heavy melodic they just they, they take you on a ride and i think that liar is is a really good one but then after that i would say the next one that we have which i think it wasn't necessarily a single unless i'm wrong tom but i would say it, it's more of just New metal fans in general, if you talk about this album, it's probably one of their favorites too. Is I Am Loco. That song's just it's it, that's a banger. That's that's a pretty kick ass one. 
Uh, that that fucking slaps, dude. I mean, there is, it's so fucking high energy in your face, rock, Latin rock, Latin metal, just just craziness, man. I, it's it fits. It it is so just attitude driven and something that like you get, you know, I guess like it's almost like punk mentality style, like just. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying, I am look, I am crazy, motherfucker. You know, you don't want to fuck with me, type of shit, right? And yeah, yeah, great song. It's always on my playlist. I, I do go psycho when I fucking hear it. Just gets me yeah, seriously gets me up. Yeah, it, it's it's got to be on like it's it it should be on like every like weightlifters freaking you know track listing, powerlifting shit <laughs> for sure, dude. Workout you know, playlist or whatever, it should be there because it's such a freaking great, there's no real dip in the, there's not a, I mean, yeah, it slows down during the actual verses, but it's not like it like just drops down to any kind of like real down tempo thing. It it pretty much just kind of goes high energy, kind of mid energy, then right back to high energy again. Yeah. Doesn't ever really truly drop or anything like that. Just all, it just, but it really fits too. Like, he does the heavy breathing between the, the chorus and the verse and stuff. And it, it really, everything, god damn, like what a great fucking <laughs> song front to back. Hell yeah. I love that song. I really do. I, I can do the whole lyrics. I rap it all this stuff on those songs that I just sit there whenever I hear it. I have to freaking, I compulsively have to sing out the whole fucking song. You know, there's a few songs that do that do to me, like um, What You Got by Reveille or yeah. I guess, uh, uh, Fade by by Lincoln Park. Those it's one of those songs where you, I hear it. I have to do all the lyrics impulsively. It doesn't matter. Like I just have to do it, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I would say if if you've never heard of I Am Loco, just just picture if you could picture a song being a pot on on a stovetop and it's slowly boiling. That's almost kind of like the beginning to the verse, and then right before the. Uh, the chorus, it's boiling over. And then that water's out, right? So then you still got a little bit of water. Oh, my God. But then, then that's a slow boil. It's like, oh, no, no, it's, even better, yeah. dude. Listen to me here. Listen to me. Hear me out. It's like we had boiling water, and then he threw a fucking M80 in the pot, and then watched it fucking explode. <laughs> and that's what the fuck, yeah. that's, like, that's what it's like, dude. It's, it's boiling water with a fucking M80 in it. <laughs> it just exactly. blows up for you, man. Yeah, so so don't try that at home. Just picture in your mind. <laughs> but exactly, dude. Please keep yeah, it no. visual. Keep it in your mind. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. That's even better, dude. Absolutely. Bullying water. Throw a fucking M eighty. Boom. I am loco. It's just bouncy as hell. It, it's yeah. It's hard hitting and badass. And then I would say the last one, in my opinion, I think is probably one of the heaviest tracks on this album is "Rip Out Your Eyes." I mean, simply by the title track. You know what I mean? Like. It's not going to be a slow, you know, soothing ballad, rip out your eyes. Fuck no, no. This is, you know, really, I think that's like, I would say it's probably one of their heaviest tracks on this album. And um, one of the last ones, which I like the fact that it's towards the end of the album. So it's not that uh, like they front loaded with all their hard hitting bangers. They kept it sprinkled throughout the whole album. And I think they perfect, they perfectly placed this at track 11 out of 13. It's kind of surprising because. There's a lot of albums out there I listen to where they do front loaded, like you said, a lot of great heavy albums, and then it just kind of tapers down all the way to the end. That mm-hmm. in granted, like the last couple of tracks aren't as you know high as heavy as um you know it's not like it 
it really does uh like something where it makes it all really heavy at the end that uh, the last track does you know kind of lead them out on a softer softer tone there but great yeah for just being right at right towards the tail end really kind of picks you back up a bit uh yeah and rip out your eyes uh definitely like you and i both have it on our favorite uh on our top picks for the songs from this album mm-hmm. just great heavier song i remember uh i have it here in our notes i'm gonna share this memory now i sure. remember a few years back i got to see il nino and one of their openers was the band called shattered sun and during rip out your eyes Christian had the singer from Shattered Sun actually seeing those. He actually yelled or do the screaming on Rip Out Your Eyes instead of Christian would seem kind of, well, maybe Christian couldn't keep up with the vocals live like that at the time. So, you know, who knows? Um, but the funny thing is that singer of Shattered Sun is now the current singer of In right. So I got basically got to see a preview of what Inigno would become live now. So, right. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a crazy experience there for me to share, and especially on that song, we're kind of leaning out on our discussion of the album itself. Um, and and to his credit, Marcos Leal, uh, who is now the current singer, he was great. I thought he's always great in Shattered Sun. I did hear a couple of the singles of the most recent tracks from Il Nino. I, I still got love for Christian because I, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm just so used to Christian for all these years, but no slight to Marcos at all. Like the, the guy is a great singer screamer. Like he's, he's a fantastic vocalist. Uh, so you, you were treated with seeing both those guys on the stage at the same time. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's very, uh, very cool. But yeah, as, as a whole, just to wrap this up with revolution, revolution, um, killer album, like I said, just definitely check it out. All the tracks. Um, and I'll be honest, I even like that very one where they kind of just send you off with like a nice pretty ballad. It's called With You. I think it was a great one. Um, just kind of like just tie it all up. Uh, fantastic album. Definitely check it out. And, and now moving on to you had your experience seeing them. Um, I believe if I remember correctly, I was only fortunate to see El Nino twice so far. And the first time I saw them, it, it's probably one of the better lineups outside of because like I said, my favorite one's OzFest, but like that had like, what, 20 bands? So with this one, it was in 2003. It was Il Nino with Flaw, Seven Dust, and 40 Below Summer. That is a, uh, that is a concert. That is a lineup that does not suck. It was so badass. And especially if you think about in 2003, we're still, still in the thick of, of new metal popularity and, and those bands being in their, in their prime. So very, very, very cool to see. And then uh, when I was in New Era... So we're talking about, you know, 10 years ago or so they were supposed to play a show here at a local venue in the Orlando area. And I was just so stoked because I've been fortunate to play with Tapper. I've played with Seven Dust a couple of times, um, a couple uh, non-point. There's some of my quote unquote new metal heroes that I got to actually open up for. And El Nino's definitely they were on that list of bands that I wanted to play with. Hell, I played with Head P.E. But Never got to play with El Nino because I think something happened to where they the show got canceled and and it just you know that that stuff definitely happens either they had to change their tour dates or I it, we're talking like 10, 12 years ago I don't know what happened all I know is that I was pretty bummed out that I didn't get to share the stage and and get to meet them so but I would say the only other time I did see them which was an interesting um, pairing but obviously for me I do like. American wave of our new, like, how do they call that? It was like Mark Hunter 
coined the term the American wave of new metal or new American wave of heavy metal. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly. Like, like in the in the mid 2000s. Sorry, I, like, I know I'm like duh. Uh, but it was alienated with God forbid, because I, I, I really dug God oh, forbid, yeah. who are now back together, which is freaking badass. But um, I saw them together. I'm like, sweet dude. So you have like a like a newer kind of metalcore-ish new wave of American heavy metal with a, uh, a new metal band. So I was like, that's perfect. So got to see those guys at House of Blues like in 2006 or seven. So, but those were my only times I got to see them. But uh, it would be great to even see them with Marcos, and and it's not the same exact lineup, but I mean, if if they're rolling through town, and and I got the uh, possibility, you know, I got the opportunity to go see them, I'm not turning that down. I'm definitely going out and see them. So, so that is El Nino for you, ladies and gents. Oh, uh, I got one other thing. I did actually get to see El Nino when I was quite quite younger. The only thing I remember the time frame it was was that. It was during Spine Shank's uh, third album. They released a third album. I don't know how that lines up with the album releases of El Nino at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but they actually toured together. And so I got to see them live. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, so that was a kick-ass, actually, back-to-back. Uh, Spine Shank and El Nino playing together. That was pretty badass. I never got to see Spine Shank, so you were a lucky man. That Yeah, Spine Shank and El Nino, that'd be... Oh, yeah. I'm very lucky, and I'm very, pre- I, I'm very happy about that, too, because Spine Shank's one of my... Top like not A tier new metal bands. Uh, the Heine mm-hmm. Kalsness always tell people, yeah, that's one of my favorite albums. Period. So hell yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got to see Silent Civilian, which it's it was cool, but I'm like, this isn't Spine Shank, and, and I don't the mind. Same. Yeah, like I don't mind them, but Spine Shank was so much better in my opinion. You know, obviously because obviously I'm more of a new metal guy, but it just still kind of comparing the the two, it's like ah, uh, that's great. It, it's like. I, I want, yeah, I just, I want me some spine shank, but cool, man. Um, so that'll kind of wrap up our, our section on El Nino again, revolution, revolution. It's on, it's on the internet guys. Go definitely check it out if you haven't yet. And ask the guy that, that posted OMFG, find him on that new metal thing. <laughs> He'll tell you. <laughs> um, so moving on, we, there was actually a couple things that recently have been in the news, uh, that we wanted to kind of share and talk to you guys. If you haven't seen it yet, um, Dryden Mitchell Lead singer of Alien Ant Farm, he's a little bit of trouble because he did some inappropriate things um, that was <laughs> during October 29th at a Fort Lauderdale concert. So just to let you all know exactly what that is, well, first off, it's a misdemeanor charge that he was charged with on December 30th because while they're playing uh, Smooth Criminal live at a show, he was going out, he was, well, not going out, but he's going, walking across the stage. And there was a hand, because there's video out for this. You guys definitely need to check out the video. It's a little disturbing. You see a hand come up, and, and he grabs it, because that's what people do. You know, singers will shake hands, high five. Hell, I've done that. Um, the one thing I haven't done and probably never would have done is he takes the hand and slowly gravitates it up towards his cot or crotch, <laughs> that cock and crotch, uh, pull towards his crotch, and he leaves it there for a minute. And then all of a sudden, you see that, that hand yank straight down. And turns out it was a 45-year-old guy. So, I mean, regardless of guy or girl, like, it's not cool. But, you know, the dude, I, I'd be, like, mortified. I'm like, what, what are you trying to do, bro? And uh, there is video out there. I'm not sure if you saw that or not, Tom. But it, it's, it's a little disturbing because when I first um, heard about this, somebody made a joke online. I thought, because it's during uh, Smooth Criminal, and Michael Jackson always used to do that, that quick little crotch gra- grab. 
So I don't know if he was like pretending to do that in the middle of the song, which I'm like, that's kind of funny. But when you watch the video, it's not like that at all. So have you had a chance to check out that clip yet? No, I never watched the video. And, you know, I've read some of the news on it and everything like that. It's like, I'm not like the biggest follower of Alien App Farm in the first place. And the quirkiness of the guy, it's like, it doesn't surprise me. You know, even at 45, mm -hmm. that he'd be, you know, or however old he is now. I, I forgot how old he is, but got to be in his, four, you know, 40s at least. Yeah. yeah. The singer, and he's just, yeah. It, I mean, he's he's kind of just doing his his thing being the, the singer of Alien Ant Farm. And there are lines you don't cross still, dude. Like, you can be out there, be, you know, quirky and all that stuff. But there's still lines you shouldn't be crossing, you know, especially when it comes to your interaction with your, your fans up there. So, yeah. Uh, big, yeah, big cringe, big woof, a big woof on that, I should say. Yeah, and, and and I'll definitely agree with you on that because typically for me, I'm I'm there's a lot of things that I can see or even have happen to me or see with other people and be like, you know, just it's not that big of a deal. But this, when I watch it, I'm like, bro, what are you what are you doing? You know, guy or girl? Like I said, I don't care. It's just he slowly was was pulling up, so it was very like by watching it, you could tell it was intentional. It wasn't a slip because you know maybe he's like trying to like shake his hand and then like he tries to rip it up and then it just happens to fall within that area. No, he, he was definitely in control of that. So I was like, bro, what were you thinking? You know, like, yeah, like as, as you're saying, they're a quirky, goofy band. They, they never take themselves seriously, but uh, that was a pretty big mistake. So it's just been a lot of talk on, on different uh, groups and I've seen articles about it, but uh, so yeah, there's that. But then let's go ahead and talk about the New Metal Madness Tour Part 2. Um, if you want to kind of talk about who's on that and um, all the details you saw with that tour coming up. Give me a second. I wanted to, I was trying to pull up the, um, the, the article I just, I just read on it too. My bad. Oh, it's all good. All right. So the New Metal Madness Tour 2 or 2 Tour, whatever. I don't know how. The New Metal Madness 2, I guess, is how they're, they're dubbing it. Mm -hmm. So New Metal Man is too, uh, too, 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 too. Um, <laughs> I'd be a good kid. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> it is kind of difficult to say. New Man, New Metal Man is too, 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 too. That sounds too, too. Uh, I don't. No, think... no, you're right, man. I'm reading it, and it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they could. I think two or two probably would have sounded better instead of putting the two in front of tour. It just. It sounds like you're stuttering somehow. Maybe, exactly. that's, maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> weird. It's creepy. It's crazy. It's madness. It's it new metal madness for you. So <laughs> we got new metal madness two tour with head PE, crazy town, edema and flaw. Uh, flaw would be, I guess. Wait, hold on. Is it flaw or tantric? Okay. Wait, no. It's oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. misreading the article because it shows flaw being uh, openers for the previous New Metal Madness, and now we got um, Tantric being the opener instead. Who's not New Metal at all? Well, yeah, I guess not, but hey, whatever. I don't think so. I, hmm. I, I guess, yeah, I wouldn't call them that. I mean, they're, you know, very post-grunge-ish. I mean, they're, they could be New Metal adjacent because they were kind of, you know, out at the time, and it's kind of funny, too, because new, if I'm not mistaken, um, Tantric is basically made up of members of the when the singer of Days of the New kicked them all out and started and restarted the band with different members. So yeah. that's kind of mm -hmm. how Tantric came about, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like they're on the bill, whatever. They're 
I think they're closely tied to um, who are they? Cl- they're they're closely tied to another band though. I can't remember. Hmm. Uh, drawing a blank on that. Oh well, whatever. But I mean, obviously, the big ones that you know, new male related that we talk about could be Happy E, Crazy Town, and Edema. Yeah. Kicking off this tour in mid-May, it says, and looking up the dates, and got a couple of um, shows close to me in um, Illinois. There's one in Chicago, and there's one in uh, Rockford, Illinois. Those are about the only ones that are close that close to me. I don't know. Are you looking up the dates? Anything close to you that you're going to be able yeah, to pick up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking up and down. So, yeah, actually, it looks like they're kicking it off March 30th, uh, where it's just head pee only at the Whiskey A Go-Go in uh, West Hollywood. And then they're going all the way through May 13th. But I, that's the thing. It's it's hit or miss living down here in Florida because I was I remember talking to somebody and, and asking, why do certain bands or or tours always tend to skip Florida? Because they're saying that, Usually, if, if you look like you can just go in a big circle or square for like the contiguous, you know, or not the contiguous 48, but like, you know, everywhere but Florida, because Florida dips down, but there's no way to kind of go east or west. If you go down, you got to go straight back up. You can almost do that with any other state around the country, even Texas. So that that's kind of, I guess, some of the reasoning, which I'm like, well, I, I you know, whatever, because it, it, there's sometimes where... It'll touch maybe like Jacksonville and then they'll go over to Pensacola. But that's just, you know, that's the top of the state. So I get it, whatever. But unfortunately, yeah, for this go around, um, no, none on mine. But they're hidden everywhere, man. They start on the West Coast. They hit through Texas, Colorado, go through the Midwest. Looks like they hit up the Northeast and then they bring it down to the Southeast for a little bit. Go back to the Midwest. I mean, they're hitting all the areas. Um, But again, yeah, just if you Google new as an NU new metal madness tour 2023 and you um it'll pop up with the tour dates a simple google search you guys will see the dates and when you guys can check out um uh, yeah like like we're saying it's head pe crazy town edema and tantric if uh you're in the mood for that as well so well tantric's not a bad band just not not as a bad band new metal that's a rest exactly yeah I, I mean i actually don't mind tantric they got a they got a few banners yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind Tantric. I'm not trying to dog them, but I'm like, this is New Metal Madness. Like, can we switch out Tantric for another New Metal band? Like, I'll see Tantric some some other time, but like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, cool, man. Well, <clears throat> that is uh, just a few little uh, New Metal news uh, that's recently come out. Uh, but before we wrap it up, I mean... Did it, you want to talk would... about Palisades a bit? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we're going to do like a blind listen um, just to kind of keep that going. But yeah, Palisades, before we get to the blind listen that I have for today, uh, we feature them on the last episode, the final episode of 2022. And I was just kind of scrolling through just different articles on Loudwire and turns out that they're breaking up. They're playing their final show next month. And I don't know if it's because maybe they listen to our podcast and Tom said that they just they're not gritty enough or not new enough. And then or maybe it's just me because, you know, I thought they were new metal. And then the more I listened to them, they really weren't. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but they're, I just find the timing very, very unusual. So um, Palisades, uh, good run, I guess. They, they were a band together for about 12 years or so. And uh, they're they're breaking up. I still like that song, but yeah, they're they're going to be done. So hopefully, whenever we do a blind list in the future, it's not the kiss of death for them. But what I will oh, tell you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so I what do I will not tell want you, the curse. I do not yeah, want to curse the bands that we feature here. 
because yeah. that's like the opposite of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to breathe new life into the music, into the genre and everything, not not take that life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's almost like for those that um like that game Madden, when you play video games, they always say the Madden curse. Oh, like the Madden put, curse. Yeah, you put somebody on the cover and then like they get hurt and they're out for the following season. So it's almost the same thing. Like we play a blind list and then boom, there goes the band. They're just they broke up. I hope that doesn't happen again. I just found it. I found the timing very, very odd. But with this one, we can't miss Tom because they're no longer around. But it's a band that uh, I I put on my Spotify uh, liked songs list. And we're talking about you know Il Nino. We're talking about like Latin kind of vibe, um, you know Spanish with new metal and rock. And it's this band called Carajo, which means damn in English. And they're uh, out of Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they were around for, let me see here. Uh, they started out in the early 2000s, uh, right in the height of all the new metal. So they were actually active from 2000 just up until 2020. So they just broke up a couple of years ago. And uh, the song that I got for you, it's off of their uh, self-titled album that came out in 2002 called uh, Noche, which is night. And it, it's cool. I, I think it's good. And I remember that I was telling you that I'm gonna to try to find like a little bit more grittiness. They're not like super gritty, but like the production's not as polished uh, as, as current stuff, because like, again, this came out in 2002. So hopefully you'll appreciate the production a little bit more. I wouldn't say it's the grittiest, but it's it's a little bit leaning more towards there than, than like the polish and everything sounds perfect. So um, again, the band is Carajo, which is C-A-R-A-J-O. Song is Noche, N-O-C-H-E. Um, I got the link on our script here, man. So if you want to click the link, check out the song. And I just, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this. See what you think about it. And uh, we can take a quick break and come right back. Okay. Noche by Carajo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy, unfortunately, this is not exactly a blind listen for me. I have You've heard, heard this. Of, I've heard not quite. Oh, here's the thing. I've not actually like listened to this song all the way through before. But uh-huh. Roach Coach recently did an episode on this, on Carajo. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. unless it was from a different album, but I have heard of Carajo before. So oh, like okay. back in like August, Roach Coach did an episode on them. And um Let's see, what is the, uh, this is off, it, which album is this off of? Is this off their self-titled it, it's off, album? It's off their self-titled that came out in 2002. Yeah, Carajo. Okay, so mm-hmm. this would have been one of the songs that I actually did review, so I probably have heard at least a snippet of the song on, on that podcast. Ah, gotcha. So, I mean, actually, it is a good song. I like that because it's, um, I remember listening to that episode and listening to the, the Carajo snippets and everything like that, and it's very, like, that kind of, grittier post grunge um style of new metal like or you know alt metal st- style of new metal 
Yeah. Where it kind of, it's not like quite as, it's it's weird. It's right on that like borderline new metal post grunge type of sound. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I uh, got to listen to the song all the way through this time. And I had never really sat down and listened to the whole album. I was actually uh, interested in listening to him after I heard that episode on, on Roach Coach, but I um, never actually did, you know, sit down and listen to it, unfortunately. But it is a cool song, Noche by Krajo. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I've broken up. And the thing is, um, Roach Coach has this thing where they kind of the, uh, unfortunately, like the opposite of us, where they have actually talked about broken up bands that have all of a sudden come back together later on. So. Mm. Kraho, maybe they have the magic touch to bring Kraho back together. Who knows? Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> is it possible to learn this power? Can we do that here instead? Yeah, exactly. Can we, how do we harness such, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not out to kill bands, damn it. No, no, we're not. I promise. Kraho, come back together and make some, some new music for all of us. You got fans here on the podcast. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, in the podcast world, in the new metal world, go. Everybody go check them out and uh, give them more lessons and maybe it'll, it'll motivate them to, you know, maybe make some new music. Maybe not uh, the most full-time thing, but maybe they'll just get back, back together and make some more kick-ass music again. Yeah, hell yeah. Just Yeah, Crow is a good band. Sorry. Sorry. No, that, that's my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. But yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, throw, throw something on, on the internet. Just give us another song. But um, yeah, and, and I did. I, I, I randomly came across these guys because uh, sometimes I'll just kind of scour even like reddit because sometimes i mean you find so much cool stuff off these reddit posts that you wouldn't just Mm -hmm. by just typing and googling like newer or just uh new metal bands outside of the u.s you know things like that like people just kind of post that and there there's some really good stuff in those forums and sometimes i'll just type you know just based off the title and that's how i found some of the blind listens from last year is just kind of listening to that and then also you put in one band and then if you do that on Spotify, they're like, well, you might like these other bands. And that's how it just kind of, you go down that, that hole and you're like, wow, like you, you kind of discover like all these other ones. But yeah, I thought, I thought it'd be a good, good find and um, just thought it'd be appropriate for, for this, for this, uh, for this episode and, and to kind of start off, like I said, just trying to find someone with like a little bit more grit this time. And um, yeah, you can't kill what's already dead, but hopefully they can come back to life for sure. <laughs> so but uh, other than that, man, um, I, I think I think we're all about set, uh, ready to wrap this episode up. What do you say? Uh, yeah. Well, I have a no, I have something I was gonna try and put this in, but the thing is, the uh, it's not a full song here. This okay. like this music here is it's more like a teaser compilation from this band, and seeing what Ooh. you know, want you to check it out and see what it see what you think of them. I'll sure. Them up in the, oh, yeah. Uh, let's do that. In the doc, real quick. Uh, da, da, da. I didn't know you had some for me. I'm a little bit excited. All right. Well, yeah. Oh shit! It didn't. Uh, uh, the link went away. Oops. <laughs> well, uh, well, it was a link. I'll just copy and paste, man. There nothing, you go. nothing. Little copy and paste won't won't do. Okay. Well, there you uh, go. There you go. That should work for you. So this yes. is just a, like a demo reel here. Okay. Not a full song or full album or anything like that. So Disco Hammer. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll give this a listen and then, uh, yeah, we'll come right back and, and get our thoughts on this one.
Cool. All right, man. So Disco Hammer, uh, it was a link uh, that Tom sent over. It's like a demo reel. Like, yeah, it's about what, maybe like six or seven songs. Um, I will tell you, man, it you could definitely tell they're heavily influenced by Static X. It's got a strong, strong Static X kind of vibe. Even the singer, uh, his vocal style is very uh, Wayne Static-esque. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, to a T, but I mean, it, it's very close. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool stuff. I mean, it definitely made me think of, of Static X. Definitely like that industrial groove as, as they describe themselves. Um, it's pretty cool. And, and I was just reading some of the comments on their, uh, just the few comments they had on the YouTube page. Uh, looks like they're um, releasing studio recordings here um, soon. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. So how do you come across these guys? Uh, honestly, they just popped up as like, uh, I think maybe a sponsored ad on Facebook or something like that. But hmm. whatever popped up in my feed on Facebook and I listened to it. I'm just like, well, you know, we granted Static X is kind of, you know, around again, but it's not quite the same because it's not right. between static and everything like that. They got project regeneration there. You know, really releasing old material, recording new material with, you know, zero. That's <clears throat> uh, dope. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you know, Static X, like, I, I think that Static X influence obviously very heavy in there, but I think it's kind of something that people need, you know, more fresh kind of Static X style sound again. If, if you're sure. a fan of Static X, go check this out. Go give them a follow on like YouTube or Facebook or wherever because, uh, I think this is going to be a big deal. Well, not a huge, huge deal, but like I think it's going to be a pretty big deal once they release their their full recordings and everything. So, yeah, uh, I look forward to it because, I mean, I'm a pretty big uh, fan of uh, a lot of like metal and electronic infused music together. Like, man, mm-hmm. especially me, like me personally, I'm kind of casually working on a kind of like a metalcore and electronic style uh, fused uh, sound myself trying to work on that uh the music project personally uh, you know what they used to call like electronic core or something like that uh, back in the yeah. day but probably heard of like bands like uh attack attack was a big one like that there was a couple other bands um that really did that like uh still remains stuff like that but yeah i think it'd be nice to hear some more metal and electronic fused bands coming out again so i'm looking forward to this especially being a fan of static x and other industrial metal music yeah it's awesome I think to me, it's awesome. You're, you're absolutely right. Like you don't hear it as much. So it is kind of refreshing to, to hear that sound again. Yeah, they're out of Missoula, uh, Montana. And basically like the way that they describe themselves, like they're the love child of like industrial groove metal, new metal and EDM. I think they probably, they pulled that off really well. That Their description exactly what, from what I've heard. Yeah, man, like like we'll even throw up the whole demo reel on on our page uh, after we release this episode. Yeah. Oh, after we release, okay, we'll do it after we release it. But still, I want to like yeah, throw yeah, that yeah. up there because I think I think they uh, they could uh, use a few more uh, views and get some more attention because I think uh, anybody that like we were just saying anybody that's a fan of Stack X would probably definitely get into this. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah, good find on that. Cool. So cool. And that I say that wraps up our our episode now for. Uh, Breathing new life. Uh, sounds good, I would say. I'm glad you wrote this down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get, remember, you're out there and yeah, and you're checking us out. You listen to us. Share the podcast, please. We are yes. on Facebook. Um, you know, come follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is actually a really good way to, to, to get a hold of us. Instagram, uh, if you want to get an Instagram, follow us and, you know, message us on there. 
and such a good way to get, get a hold of uh, at least me. I, I'm I'm the one mate primarily on Instagram with, with the, the breathing the live page. Um, Twitter. I don't know who gives a shit about Twitter still, but <laughs> um, I don't, don't actually don't bother with Twitter. I don't even fucking bother with Twitter. Yeah. That's just stick with the Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two best ways. Uh, but also another great way to get a hold of us is through email, you know, breathing new life at gmail.com spelled just like the podcast. Uh, no, you don't need to put those, uh, where they call um, umlauts, umlauts over the U. Umlauts. Yeah. It's so, uh, omelets. Yeah, omelets speaking yeah, of which, yeah. eggs are, yeah, eggs are so expensive. Yeah, they are, dude. It's crazy. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, what we got, we, we, uh, before it was like gasoline, then it was wood and now it's eggs. Like what the fuck? Well, it's funny. Cause like my parents were complaining about it a couple weeks ago and I thought it was just my parents being, you know, older people that complain about everything and they're not that old, but mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then I've heard started to hear other people, and you know it's a real deal when you see a ton of memes about eggs. Like, 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 oh my yep. god, he went to Jared. They're like, oh my god, he went to the grocery store or something, and he opens up the 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 ring box. It's a the, the carton of eggs. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know it's a deal when when it when it reaches the memes. So spoil your girl. Buy her a dozen eggs. Fuck a yeah, dozen yeah, roses. Exactly. Buy her a dozen eggs. Yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up, gents. You might want to save that money, work that second job to get your girl some eggs on Valentine's Day. So. <laughs> Anyways, right. uh, but oh, yeah, you just gave, I just us. come up with a good idea for a meme there, man. I'm going to have to do something about that later. We'll nice. figure it. I'll nice. figure it out. Cool. Uh, yes, follow us on the uh, the quote unquote the socials. Yes. Uh, once again, Facebook, Instagram, breathingnewlife at gmail dot com, and that cool. will wrap us up for today's episode. Right. That's right. First one of 2023 in the books. All right, folks. Uh, Signing out, I am Tom. And I'm Jeremy. And please remember to, okay, this is going to be weird because I don't usually start it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Hey, new, new year, new us. Let's go. <laughs> new year, new us. All right. Remember to, one, two, three, keep, keep it. it. Oh, come on. <laughs> That was like 85%. I love it. First one of the year. Yes. Oh, man. We're on our way. We're on our way. All right. Keep it new, everybody. Yeah, 2023. Breathe into life. It's our year. Let's do this. Let's go. All right. right. We'll see you guys next time. Later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Peace.